0: Good morning everyone. Today's reading is taken from John chapter 1 verses 1 to 14, which can be found on page 1063 in the Holy Bible. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, loving God,
1: thank you for your word to us this morning. Uh, We ask that our hearts um, are open to receive what you have for each of us um, as individuals. Speak to our hearts, Lord, uh, as each uh, unique person and to us as a community here together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, you may or may not have noticed that actually we have left the Christmas season. This is our first week of it not being the Christmas season. The crib has gone. Um, There are no vestiges of the Christmas season left uh, visible in church. Uh, And yet... We have perhaps one of the most Christmassy texts um, given to us this week that it's possible to have. This reading from John 1 um, is always the, the Christmas text. The word became flesh and lived among us. Amen. So I'm sort of hoping that in a way that over the Christmas season, and certainly if you were around in December, you will have engaged um, with that part of the text, with the idea um, that God has been born among us, uh, the text from John focuses on the fact that we have a God who is both fully divine, so there 's this idea that the Word was uh, before all things and also fully human, that God knows what being human is like, um, not because he sort of looks down on us, but because he became human. And this has all kinds of meaning for us um, in terms of how we follow God, how we know that God knows us, really knows us, not just pretend knows us, but really knows us, Knows us in all our humanity and all its messiness. And for me, this has a a fundamental impact on my own faith and how I live as a disciple of Jesus. Uh, Because for me, it's a liberation. It's a freedom. I cannot pretend before God because God knows. Not as a faraway figure like a CEO Um, or a head teacher, uh, but because God has lived in my skin. So I'm kind of going to leave you with that as part of the Christmas story, uh, because we are moving on in our story now um, in terms of uh, moving from the crib uh, to thinking about the journey of Jesus to the cross, because that's where we're headed now. And so I wanted us to really focus this morning on those verses which talk about John, John the Baptist, um, in that reading, sort of verses six-ish onwards. Where it says, There was a man called John uh, who wasn't the light, who wasn't God, but who came to witness to the light. And who, actually I'm slightly going out of the text we've got this morning, but in verse 23 it gives us those famous words which are always put in the mouth of John the Baptist. uh, That this person was there crying out to make straight the paths before the Lord. If Jesus knows us because of his humanity, John knows us in our calling to be disciples of Jesus to be witnesses, to testify to the light, uh, to be heralds of God in the places where we are put. So I'm going to ask you to have a little think about that now because I think it's important for us to to do this work together um, this morning. What does it mean to you to make straight the path? And in particular, and this is even more difficult for us sometimes, what does it mean uh, to you to make straight the path in your own heart for God? What gets in the way? What are the rocks uh, that are preventing God's way into every part of your life and your heart? What do you need to clear we're still almost in the New Year resolution period. We're right at the beginning of the year. So let's think, what do you need to clear away in order to make way in your life for God? So I have a path here, and I need four volunteers. You don't have to say anything, do anything, you just have to hold a bit of paper. So, and you can be little or you can be an adult. There's no discrimination here, we're all ages so big or small, if somebody is going to have to be able to sit on this, that's the only stipulation. Brilliant, Davina. Right, Guys, right, So I've got two. Need another two. Lovely. Thank you. I, sorry, I don't know your name. What's your name? Sophia. Welcome, Sophia. Anyone else? I will pick. Andrea's going to come. Brilliant. If you move yourself into the side here. So I'm going to do this one at a time. Right. Brilliant. So why why don't you come right up here? And you are my first rock. Okay. And this rock, if you just hold that up for everyone to see, is the rock of busyness. So do, I'm going to suggest some things which might get in the way. Okay, these things that might get in the way for us with God. Busyness, perhaps, and this might not be you, so if it's not you, fine. But it, it might be a few of us. You feel too busy to pray. You feel too busy to read the Bible. And sometimes busyness makes us feel good it makes us feel important um, or indispensable. Sometimes busyness can be a bit of a distraction technique. There might be something that we don't want to pay attention to, that we want to avoid. Sometimes busyness is about deep down wondering whether what we do is the only thing that gives us our worth, so we make ourselves busy. Are you too busy? Are you too busy to pay attention to God? Okay, next. Go ahead, You want to take that, and you want to stand about here and show everyone. So we have busyness as a rock, perhaps. Our next rock is named Fear. This is a bit like an anti-pilgrim's Progress, isn't it? I don't know if you've ever read Bunyan's text. We have busyness, we have fear. We don't have courage, and uh, not yet. Wait and see. So we have fear, perhaps one of the reasons that gets in the way of us living wholeheartedly for God, uh, you know, doing that kind of business with God that is required of us is perhaps we get fearful about what God is going to ask us to do. Uh, The thing about life with God is that it's an adventure. And you don't know what God is going to ask of you next. Perhaps if we clear this block, this rock, God might ask us to do something we don't want to do. Perhaps we already know in the back of our mind that that will happen. Right. Oh, Andrea. (laughs) Can you can you sit on my uh, and show everyone you're a rock. You're tired along the way. The path is just be careful. Yeah, (laughs) tip back on there. Tired now. Perhaps life is so busy, so genuinely busy, not the distraction technique kind of busy, um, that you're tired and that is allowed. I look around sometimes and I wonder how do people do anything other than manage? How do people thrive in this world today? The demands on us are seemingly 24-7. Jobs no longer end at 5 p.m. They follow us on the phone to bed. And our children watch us. If you are tired, rest. You're allowed the pit stop on the side of the path. And actually, if you need to stop... That is an intentional and deliberate choice. So that's why it's kind of still a rock. Because sometimes we don't choose that in an intentional way. But perhaps as you stop, you will hear in that moment of quiet and silence. Remember Elijah finding God in the sheer silence. Okay. And our... (laughs) <laughs> Sophia, do you want to just stand just a little bit um, along the path there and let everyone see? Do you know I've written the wrong thing on there? I've written I've written other options. There we go. I was tired this morning when I did that. It's meant to say other priorities. Other priorities. Maybe other options isn't so far away from that. So I'm going to say other priorities. Other priorities. Which, that's a big one, isn't it? I'm sure you all feel that you might have other priorities. And those things in life which are not wrong or bad, which are important. We want to do our job. If you're in work, you want to do that well. We want to play with our friends. Whether you are a child or an adult, we all want to have time to play. And that's important. We have jobs looking after our children or our our elderly relatives or people who are vulnerable in our families and beyond. We want to have fun. This becomes a rock, I think, um, when we somehow separate um, these things. We think of them as being separate to how uh, how we are in God and who we are in God. Like somehow God is competing with all those things. You've got job, fun, looking after people, God. Somehow God is equal to those things and is competing with them. Uh, and sometimes, if we're honest, that may be the case. It may be that we have something um, where you think, actually... Um, I need to choose to do the church thing, which isn't always about God, just to say they're not entirely synonymous God and church, but, but that for you, seeking God wholeheartedly is about doing something in the church or, you know, whatever, and that there's something that is competing with that, you know, whether it's a Sunday morning or something else that you're doing in that kind of way. But actually, God is found in the things of doing your job well, in the care of vulnerable people in your families and beyond. These things are not in competition. It's not lined up like that with God at the end as one of those things. And in fact, if you get rid of the idea that these things are in competition, competing for your attention, and instead see that God is there in the love and compassion that you offer in the playfulness, because we have a God who is playful, in the energy that you need to do the things you need to do, that God is with you in those things, not a competing priority, but is with you in them, then those things that you do, you will inevitably find will have a much deeper richness and bring you more satisfaction. Because they're not competing with God. God is found in them. And that actually, it is God who is our goal. God is our portion and our reward, it says in scripture. The journey of getting rid of some of these rocks, and you may have some others in your own mind about what prevents you being wholehearted towards God, is part of the journey of faith. We all have this. We're all on a journey in deepening our relationship with God. And perhaps the journey of getting rid of these rocks leave, leaves behind uh, some other things. Not, not more rocks, but perhaps fruits. So, please can you scrumple up that bit of paper and chuck it to the side. Excellent. So we've thrown away busyness and we're going to replace it, if you show that to everyone, with wisdom. If we work at knowing that what we do doesn't give us our worth, on choosing not to be distracted from the inner stuff that God uh, needs our attention in. This is wisdom and the path of wisdom on which we set our, our foot uh, leads us in this way. So, Guy, can you scramble up your piece of paper, please? I'm going to throw away fear. Yeah, throw it away excellent. And we're going to give you peace. Sometimes we are fearful that God will ask us to do something we don't want to do. And you know, I cannot promise you that that is not going to happen. The deal with being a Christian is that it's an all-in thing. There's no half-in There's no 10% of you that you can give to God. It's a whole heart thing. But like C.S. Lewis says in his Narnia books about Aslan, when the children ask Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, because, you know, Aslan is a lion, is he safe? And Mr. and Mrs. Beaver say, safe? He's not a tame lion, but he is good. We can trust always that God is good. It is an adventure. They're not always safe. But if you move on in this way, you will have peace in the way that you are going, even if it's not altogether safe. Okay, here we have... Do you want to scrumple it up and throw it away, Andrea? <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Let's give you this. So we've thrown away tired and we've got joy. And that's because if you allow yourself to recognize your tiredness on the path, uh, this is a moment where you can sit down um, and you can allow yourself to be quiet and I do believe it's in those spaces where we meet the most profoundly with God when we're not so busy and distracted and our hearts are quiet before God and if you wait long enough in God inevitably you will have joy last but not least would you like to throw away our other priorities And I'm going to give you treasure. Yeah. The only priority is God. And all other things in our lives, good things, proper things that we're called to do, are ways in which we find God. We connect with God and God connects with us. Um, There are ways in which we see God, serve God, seek God. Uh, We can throw away the goal being anything else and we see that God is our treasure. God is the point of it all. God is not the, uh, the way in which we get something else. God is the point and God is our treasure and has all you need and more for you. Uh, to be in good heart. So we have wisdom, peace, joy, and treasure. So may you clear your path as we head along this path away from the crib and to the cross at Easter. May you choose now and in a fresh way to give yourselves wholeheartedly to God. And in doing so, may you find wisdom, peace, joy. And may God uh, be your treasure, your portion, and your reward. Amen. Amen.